0: Here we go, money talk. talk. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. That's where we are, ladies and gentlemen. That's where we are. I want winners. <laughs> hey, I want to apologize to my uh, few listeners that come through on a regular basis. I didn't get you a um, I didn't get you a show last week, but uh the Kind of good news about the reason why I didn't get you a show last week. I've been pretty busy behind the scenes. And I'll let you guys know, I am um, trying to get a uh, radio position with ESPN Richmond. So I've been kind of busy. And um, I've been trying to uh, spice up some of my content that I put out uh, that I had to present and so forth. So um, the good news is is that it paid out better than it does uh, with my gambling because I am going in for a second level of interviews. But either way, we are back, and the schedule should continue uh, for the rest of the season on a regular basis. Every week, I get you guys the backdoor cover uh, information. So because I am running short on time, we're just going to bust through these real quick. Um, if there's anything that I think of off the top of my head, um, I will you know drop a tidbit on what to look for. I will say if you are a public better, you are still crushing right now. The public is doing insanely well, uh, through the first, what, five weeks of action. Not sure when that is going to revert back to the, to the mean, but right now public betters are crushing and, uh, you know, everybody knows I'm more of a contrarian better and I am therefore getting smacked around a little bit, but for the overall season, I am at, like, 53%, which isn't terrible. You know, if you were if you were betting uh, and winning at a 53% clip and we're just talking spreads, you'd be up maybe a unit or so, uh, depending on how much you're betting. Uh, but that's not doing me any good. And then for my um, parlays, I am one of, like, four for the parlays. But I do $25 a parlay my first win was seven to one. So I'm still playing with house money. I'm not tripping off of that. And and if you're following me on Twitter, you get my same game parlays. I do anytime they do a profit boost uh, on DraftKings, I jump on a same game parlay, you know, or, or on Sundays, it's probably not same game. It's more of a like a four legger or three legger or something like that. So I will create something for tonight. I'll post it on my Twitter. I'll try to get it in the all-star group. Um, otherwise, if you don't have – if you're not following me on Twitter, if you're not in the all-star group, then just listen to the freaking podcast and, and then at me, <laughs> and I will do my best to get it to you. But starting out Thursday night football, Broncos versus Kansas City Chiefs, absolutely disgusting game. Looking at the injury report, honestly, you know, Travis Kelsey would probably be the only one that I would be worried about here. And it says that he was limited in practice. He's questionable. He'll play more than likely. It's a short week, but he'll play. And then with the with the Broncos, does it really matter. They're just in a, in a terrible like, state right now. And I will be honest with you as well. I'm actually going to take my points with the Broncos just because the Chiefs have not blown anybody out. They have not blown anybody out in quite some time. They are very Golden State Warrior-ish. They're not covering, per se, especially when the spread is this high. They're definitely not covering when the spread is this high on a consistent enough basis for me to play them. They're coming in still a little nicked up. We know Kelsey's a little nicked up, and there's a couple other uh, guys that are just coming back to full participation and things like that. This is the type of game that as long as the Broncos don't just kill over, it should stay with them 10 points, stay within 10 points. Um, I think the Broncos, they know what's up, man. Their back's against the wall. Ain't no, and honestly, their back's probably through the wall. They know coming back from this. Uh, they've had some awful, awful losses. And, um, you know, maybe Russ can find a way to, to get those garbage points that we used to see him get all the time in Seattle. But, I, I mean, it's up to 11 now, and it's still getting 15% of the money. Uh, It's just it's just one of those things where you typically don't want to lay a double digit uh, spread, you know, with a divisional opponent. That's just kind of crazy. But, um, yeah, let me get the let me get the Broncos here. And off the top of my head, I, I know one of my same game parlay props will probably be Patrick Mahomes rushing yards over. I, I'm, I'm going to do it. It's probably like 10 to 13. I'm with it, man. I think I think that's one of the sneakiest props in football is the Patrick Mahomes over rushing yards. All right. So getting into the London game this week. Uh, the London game is the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Tennessee Titans. Um, Clowney's still out. He didn't participate in practice. Uh, Humphrey was limited in practice. Looks like, uh, Morgan Moses was limited in practice. Odell Beckham limited in practice. The people you expect. Um, Trey Leon Burks isn't going to play more than likely. Uh, he did not participate in practice. Henry Hopkins were limited in practice. You know, they need to have something on the, on the status when they, and I'm getting this off of NFL.com, but on the status, when it says practice status, Uh, And it says limited in practice. Just put old beside it. Like Hopkins and Henry are not practicing because they're old. That's all it is. Um, This line surprisingly went up half a point to four. And, you know, I say this all the time. I love my points with Tennessee. (laughs) Anytime I can get them at three and a half um, or more. And it's bit me in the butt a couple times this year. But I am convinced that they are a up and down team. We just had a down game, uh, so this should be an up game. I'm going to take Tennessee's with the points, Tennessee with the points, and crazy enough, I'm going to try Tennessee money line too. Just It's plus 165. I think that's not a bad try there. Um, now, it would be crazy for the Ravens to lose back-to-back games, but it wouldn't be crazy for me to see the Ravens at 500 right. If that makes sense to anybody. So I'm gonna take my points with Tennessee and try Tennessee money line. I'll be up at nine, nine: thirty. Uh, you know, that's usually what I'm doing anyway. So it should be should be a fun watch. Uh, then we've got the Vikings taking on the Bears. Now, look, everybody knows the major news for the Vikings at this point is that uh Justin Jefferson is headed to the IL. Um, Jordan Addison was limited in practice. I'm assuming it's just the rest thing. Uh, Marcus Davenport for the Vikings was limited in practice. And then we get to the Bears. Khalil Herbert did not participate in practice uh, as of yesterday. Not sure what that's about. I can't remember if he's hurt or not. But at the end of the day, treat the Bears like we treated the Broncos. Does it really matter? I don't know. Um what we're looking at here, Bears plus two and a half, Vikings um lane two and a half. You know, as a person who has backed the Vikings way too many times this year, I'm going to also take the the quirky pick of Bears Money line. Now I can't imagine the Bears having the same kind of game against the Vikings that they had against the commanders. But I can imagine the Vikings finding a way to to not cover this spread. They are one of the most self-inflicting teams. Like just I'm trying to keep it family friendly because I do again, I sent this content out to somebody, so I don't want them listening to it and and them being like, hey, curse a lot. But they are they're just stupid they're just a dumb team. They can't get out their way. Um Justin Jefferson is such a high percentage of their offense. It's kind of strange to think that Jordan Addison could fill that gap within a week. Like maybe, you know, by the second, third game that he's out, we'll see Addison carry the team like that. But to ask Jordan Addison to be 35% of their offense right now, I think it's crazy. Uh the Bears they're not a good team, but they're young, and they're um, they're one of those teams that I feel like with that youth, if they feel like they got a chance, they'll make it work. Um, and and this is one of those games where I I think the Vikings keep them around long enough that the Bears feel like they're still in it, and we get some some kind of Justin Fields, DJ Moore type uh, magic at the end. And, and honestly, one of the things that I don't like about the Vikings is their defense gives up yards on the ground. So I think Justin Fields could have a great day, even if he just runs the ball. But uh, he's looked pretty confident as a passer over the last week. <laughs> so maybe uh, maybe he'll keep it rolling. But Let me get the Bears money line. All right. Uh, Colts at the Jags. Uh, big news. I think we all knew, but Anthony Richardson's hit to the aisle. And, man, nobody thinks that the Jags are covering this four. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go with that sentiment, too. That was an emotional win over in uh, Jackson, oh, Jacksonville, Lord, in London uh, against the Bills. And I could see a down game here. I could see them having a down game here, even though historically they've done well against the Colts. But Steichen has his team playing a lot better than they should be, and he's got Gardner Minshew, who isn't chopped liver. He's not as good as um, he's not as good as Sunshine, but he knows the offense. He can carry the offense good enough or well enough to keep them competitive. Um, let me get my points here. Let me get my four points here with with the Colts. Not taking them on a money line upset, but would not be totally shocked that the Jags again. Drop the ball here because same thing I said about the um the Ravens essentially. I wouldn't be shocked to see the Jags at 500. So for them, 500 would be three and three. Eyes. So I couldn't, I wouldn't be shocked to see them lose this game at all. But I'll, I'll definitely take my points with the Colts. Uh, then we've got a real interesting game Seattle at Cincinnati. Um, DK Metcalf did not practice uh, as of yesterday. That's probably a resting. Cross was limited at practice, which is a good thing. Um, and then it looks like Jamal Adams was limited at practice. And T. Higgins was limited at practice. That's interesting. I didn't think he'd come back. Um, You know, I, I was thinking Seahawks when I first saw the line. But I got I got to admit I am very worried or weary of fading Cincinnati because they have the talent to obliterate the Seattle defense. And as much as I like Seattle, they can't they they honestly couldn't win a, a shootout with a prime Bengals team. But here's the thing, when are we going to get the prime Bengals? <laughs> Like how much stock do we put into covering against Seattle? I mean uh, Cincinnati last week. And for what it's worth, I think Seattle will be game. They'll be game. And and with the way that the Bengals have had a tendency to, to kind of have these lulls in their offensive game, they're a up down, up, down type team too. I'll take I'll take it, but I'll bump it up to three and a half Seattle. Let me get my points with Seattle, but three and a half. Now, if the Bengals cover, I will say that I did call this a couple weeks ago where I was like, "Oh, they did this crap last year. They went they started slow, and then they covered the next like 11, 12 games. And they did that the year before that too. So, it might be their MO." And so that would be my only concern is are we are we getting are we getting it to that point where Cincy's going to cover or start covering. Um and I'm hoping not. Uh Gino Solid on the road, solid in general, since he's gotten back with with uh Seattle, and still one of the better stories, man. Like, I don't think people realize how crazy his resurgence is because we don't typically see that in guys that are written off as a bus. They usually stay at bus level, but he's he's got a good feel for the team. They're not necessarily turn the ball over, he's playing with a little bit of swag, too, man. Um yeah, I'm talking. I'm almost talking myself out of it, but I'll I'll do three and a half. But Seattle here. Let's see next game. Carolina at Miami. Uh, spreads at 13-and-a-half. You don't have to do a detailed thing on that, man. I'm not taking anything with with Carolina. <laughs> like come on, uh, Oh, man. Let me let me get let me get a lean to Miami covering. 13 and a half. So, since we win it by at least two touchdowns, two full touchdowns. Um, Saints at the Texans. And I'm scrolling through looking for my injury reports. Saints at the Texans. You know, how big of a win was that for the Saints last week? I mean, you, you just blew out Bill Belichick at home. I feel like any time, or or as wild as it sounds, I feel like the the Patriots are still getting everybody's best game, (laughs) even though they suck. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I think people just like, yo, it's like you see the Patriots, you think Tom Brady, you think Super Bowls, you think Dynasty, that no matter how bad Matt Jones plays, when you see that symbol, you think of the level of dominance that they had during that that what almost 20-year run and you just want to punch them in the face and i think that's how everybody comes in and and takes it man like they they see new england and they just want to kick them while they're down and unfortunately they can't get back up they just stay down so i i would still lean to the texans because of how well cj stroud is playing i don't think people are paying enough attention. I mean, people are talking about it, but I don't think they're truly paying attention to how mature uh, this dude is as a quarterback. Like, you know, you see the stats. Oh, he hasn't thrown an interception in 160, 170 attempts. Like, yeah, I get that. And then this QBR is XYZ and he threw for 300 and some yards, blah, blah, blah. But watch him play, man. The dude is checking down, processing, like just all the wrinkles that teams are throwing at him, he's he's literally solving it in real time. I haven't seen CJ Stroud look confused since his second snap. Like that's where I'm getting at. Like the kid looks like he he has figured it out and he's a freaking rookie quarterback. Now being Jalen Carter is one thing, but being the Jalen Carter type as a quarterback, that's totally different. Like it usually takes even the very best quarterbacks, it usually takes at least half a season, but this man just seems like he's got it going on. And and I'm seeing this praise and I'm telling you when this team gets healthy, they're going to be competitive routinely this year, uh, which is scary. And I think that the saints are the type of team that can't get out their way as well. Um, And I, and I understand that they're, they're the more veteran savvy team, but I think the Texans might put up enough points that they can get by here. So I'm going to take my points with the Texans, and I like the Texans' money line as well. Let's see. We're we're getting there. We're getting there. Because, uh, like I said, i got to get through this in almost 30 minutes. We're at the 20-minute mark. Uh, Niners at Browns. I am seeing that Deshaun Watson is still not going to play. He's not participating in practice. Uh, Miles Garrett didn't participate in practice either, but I, I'm assuming he, he would play. Amari Cooper didn't participate in practice. Look, if Cooper and Joku, Garrett, and Watson are out, lay the family on uh, San Francisco to cover the spread. It's at seven right now. I like it there. Um, the, the spread jumped two points. It was at five for the longest time, and, and I'm assuming – um, like I said, with Watson not participating in practice, that there's something there. Um, but let me get um, let me get the Niners here laying the points. And I know they're coming off of an emotional uh, victory as well, which would generally be a spot where you might say, hey, they're going to have a letdown game, but you can't have a letdown game against backups essentially. So in uh, this practice report, I'm starting to think it's not the most accurate thing here because there's guys that I know are going to play that are listed as not practicing. So maybe it's just like a daily report. (laughs) Sorry about that. But either way, keep an eye on the injury reports for sure. We got Washington traveling to the uh, Atlanta Falcons. The spread is at two and a half still. Washington has not gotten any betting action all week, I've been watching this line all week and it's been at two and a half the entire time. It's kind of crazy. Um, let me get the Falcons here. I'll lay it with the Falcons. I think their defense is still a little underrated. Uh, they'll make it tough for Howell. Um, and so you know, our boy Ritter has never lost at home as well. So let me lay the two and a half with Atlanta. Then we've got the weirdest game. The Patriots, one and four Patriots traveling to the two and three Las Vegas Raiders. I feel like every time you say Raiders, you got to say it like Berman. Look, the only stat I got memorized for this week is still the funniest stat to me. Our boy Matt Jones is 0 and 12. Matt Jones is 0 and 12 against the spread since he came into the league. 0 and 12 which means he's never oh, – 0-12 against the spread as a dog, sorry. 0-12 against the spread as a dog, which means he's never had a, a upset win he's never covered the spread as a dog. He's had 12 attempts. Justin Fields has even covered the spread last year on a team that only won like two games. Like Zach Wilson has covered the spread. And we're not even talking about this year. He did it last year against the bills like we're what are we doing man you just got to cover the number that's that's really bad really really bad um even worse is Josh McDaniels has to be the dumbest coach in the NFL absolutely in the NFL the dumbest coach and even crazier I'm on a conspiracy theory if there ever was a time for Bill to erase some woes, it'll be against his uh mom forgotten son. I think Josh throws him a bone and the Patriots win. <laughs> I'm taking the Patriots to cover, which is crazy, man. I, I this is that's gonna be a trash game. Lions against the Buccaneers. Line this line has dropped half a point. The Lions are now only favored by three, was three and a half. Take more points with the Buck. Bump it back up to three and a half if you have to. I think it'll be a close game. Um, just because Detroit outside, away from home, just a different team. And the Buccaneers coming off a bye week, so they all should be pretty healthy. Um and I don't know if David Montgomery's gonna get off on the uh, Buccaneers like he's been doing everybody else. Jets hosting the Eagles. Eagles land seven on the road against the Jets, who are two and three, baby. Still holding on, trying to get into the playoffs, uh, and hope that you know Aaron Rodgers comes back. I doubt it. But let me let me lean. Let me lean um to the Eagles covering this. Only because that that disruption up front that you get with Jalen Carter and those guys should give um Zach Wilson. Some pause and some some real issues. Uh, Cardinals visiting the Rams. We got an interdivision game. Let me get the Rams lay the seven with the Rams. I like that Cup is is back, obviously. You know, and I think you know the second week will be a lot better than the first week. Him and Puka Nakua look like they've got great chemistry, which you would expect anyway, but it doesn't look like it'll be any issue with who's gonna get targets. And um, you know, the Rams might actually have found a running back. Which is interesting too. Losing Connor is gonna really hurt the Cardinals. And I don't think they've got anybody up front that can truly stop Aaron Donald. And he's he's due for a takeover monster game. This is a get right spot for the Rams. Um, you know, after playing a, a rough and physical game against the uh, Eagles. What is that? Sunday night, Sunday night football, Giants against the Bills. Ugh, gag. I've got the bills as my survivor uh, for anybody that doesn't know about those types of contests survivor contest you got to pick a team that's going to win each week but you can't pick that team uh, more than once a year so you kind of have to uh, pick your poison a little last week I picked Detroit because uh, they were playing the Panthers this week I'm picking the bills in a spot where I feel like it's a get right spot um, and they're, they're getting they're laying 14 at home they should win. They should win. If, if they don't cover, they should at least win. And I'm assuming Daniel Jones isn't going to play. Uh, They probably would be more competitive if he doesn't play. And then we've got our Monday night football game, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, I've been back and forth on this line and I will let people know that I, you know, Eckler's back. I get why you would want to stay away from Dallas, but when teams on their talent level, get blown out. They usually bounce back the next week. I think there's a reason why they were favored by two when the line opened, despite getting blown out by the Niners. And I think there's a reason why that line is now two and a half with Eckler coming back, despite the Cowboys getting blown out by the Niners. So I'm going to stay with Dallas right now on a lean. If I bet this, it'll be the day of. I'm I'm definitely going to let practice play out, see how everything goes. Uh, with these two teams, but I, I, I think this Dallas has to get right now. I said I can see the Ravens being a 500 team, um, but I can't see Dallas being a 500 team right now. They have to, they have to get to 4 and 2. They have to get to 4 and 2. And if we're talking about the matchup, uh, offensively, if you throw out last week's game, because the Niners defense is just a totally different animal than the Chargers defense. The Cowboys are averaging about 26 a game, all right? And the Chargers were giving up about 26, 27 a game. Uh, the Chargers score about 27 a game. And then the Cowboys, again, if you take out last week, they're pretty much holding opponents to under 20 points. I think that's part of the reason why they were favored as well, just based off of those stats. And I know people are saying, well, Dallas hasn't played anybody. They played some of the sorriest teams, yada, yada. I, I mean, I, I get it, but I, I don't hear it, if you get what I'm saying, because they, they're really talented up front. The strength of their defense is the pass rush, and they're going against a team that doesn't run the ball really well. Now, if we see that the Chargers are able to establish a run game, then the Cowboys will be in a lot of trouble because I, I that's something I don't really anticipate, and that's something that I feel like they wouldn't anticipate either. Uh, losing LVE will definitely suck uh, for just their defense in general we'll see if Michael Parsons goes back to a more natural linebacker spot, a little bit more, less of an edge rusher um, this week. Um, that'll be an interesting thing to check out as well to see how they maneuver him. But that is all our games. I got through that in 27 minutes. I don't think I've ever done that that fast. Good luck to you guys this week, and uh, good luck to all the high rollers as well.